for Fools sent out yesterday that my wife was pregnant. <laughs> She's not. That factory's been shut down, and if she is pregnant, I have a problem. I have more than one problem, but I have that. That would be a pretty big one. So, April's here. Can you believe that? And sunshine and outside. Somebody say amen. amen. Feels so good, doesn't it? You know, springtime is a time of life, of bloom, of color. Uh, joy of getting out of the house. Yeah, of cutting the grass. <laughs> yeah. Things start growing where they, we don't want them to grow. We got to weed. We got to work. It's time to work. Springtime's a time to work, isn't it? If you don't work, you wind up with a mess. We've been talking the last few weeks, going back to where I just started last week, the, the enemies of the, of, uh, of the children of Israel, the enemies of the children of God, we are to know our enemies. And, you know, you would think that when we walk the aisle and give our heart to Jesus that the enemies are all gone. They're not gone. Um, they're just different uh, in that uh, we have now dominion. We now have power. We now have the ability to walk through those challenges um, with someone, with the presence of the Lord, with the strength of the Lord, with the hand of the Lord, with the power of the Lord with us. So it's so important not only that we know our enemy, but that we learn how to fight. There is a correct way to fight. Uh, I think I may have said this last week, but how many of you know in marriage you need to learn how to fight fair? You're going to fight. You're going to have disagreements. Anybody here married? Anybody here going to get married? Anybody here been married? All right, it's almost all of you. Should be almost all of you. Anybody here ever argued with their person? Anybody here ever come away not literally bloody, even though there's probably some that have, but come away beat up pretty bad? You know, there are going to be disagreements. If, two, if the two of you were exactly alike, one of you wouldn't be needed. You're different on purpose. But we've got to learn how to battle. And how many of you have ever fought um, the enemy of the Lord in your life and gotten beat up and bruised and bloodied on the, on the battlefield? Now that's not supposed to happen. That's when we fight it under our own power or under another power and not under the Lord's power. Because the Word tells me that when I go to the battlefield with the Lord, I come out victoriously. Doesn't mean I don't get bruised and beaten up a little bit. Sometimes I take a shot or two. We have struggles, but I am to come off victoriously. When I am battling the enemy of the Lord. We're not battling each other. We're battling a spiritual enemy. And I am supposed to win. The church is supposed to win. The family is supposed to win. Say amen. amen. Wake up. Thank you. Teachers do that, don't they? I know they do because I've heard them do, that, do, do it. Okay, the whole, what do we do? How do we get equipped? Um, again, if we go to Ephesians chapter 6, we must wear 
Everybody say whole. The whole armor of God. The spiritual warfare that we face can wear down our defenses. We need spiritual strength and courage for what we face. And the Christian armor is made to be worn. Not to sit in the closet. It is to be worn. It is a uniform that we are to put on and to go out and onto the playing field. Who here still has a bracket that isn't busted? Some of you got that. Anybody going for the, have a bracket that you've been competing with your coworkers or whatever for the NCAA championship? No one? You're lying. <laughs> My bracket's still not busted. I've got Gonzaga. I do too, winning it. I have Gonzaga. Uh, Whitney Upton has both North Carolina and Gonzaga. She's here in the Holy Spirit, I guess. <laughs> it is important that we, get si- that we get suited up and we get onto the playing field. We've got to get to battling. It's time for the church to start winning in our community. It's time for you families to start winning. Say amen. Come on. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11. Put, put on the full armor of God. Who? Yes, you, me, you put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Same one. Therefore, everybody say, therefore. Because of what we're battling, which is not people, it is spiritual, and it is fighting against evil, therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day, when the day, say when the day, when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand after you have done everything. Stand firm then, who? Verse 14, stand firm. Who stand firm? You stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all, say all, all the flaming uh, arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit. Who pray? You pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert. Always keep who? Be alert and always keep praying. You for all the saints. This is all about you. We are no longer looking for what God has done. God has done it and equipped you. Now you need to get equipped and go and battle. You, you coming in here and sitting in and doing your thing at church and going home and getting bruised and bloodied and beat up all the time is not what we're talking about. It's taking the Word of God, equipping yourself with these items and going out and fighting. Not fighting each other, fighting the enemy. 
You. It is your stand. It is my stand. Take a stand. People, husbands, wives, single people, men, women, young people. Who didn't I mention? If you got left out, you take a stand. Stand up. Amen? In the battlefield that we go into every day, we need all the protection that we can get. It just said what we battle. Therefore, put on the whole. Put on the whole armor of God. One piece missing equals disaster. One piece leaves a hole. H-O-L-E. One piece missing. It's not a buffet line. Uh, This morning we had breakfast in our Sunday school class, and it was kind of buffet. You could kind of pick and choose what you want. This is not one of those times. So many times in Scripture, we grab hold of the things that we like, and we ignore the things that we don't, and expect things to go well on the playing field. How many of you know that if a basketball team went out with a bunch of offensive shooters, but they couldn't play defense, they'd lose. If they went out with no shooters, but all defense, they'd lose. You must have the whole package. The teams that make it to the end have the complete package. They have the players. They have the coaches. They have the foundation underneath. It doesn't just happen. What's happening this weekend on yesterday and on Monday is not something that just they just stumbled into. They are fully equipped. Not only are they equipped, but they know their opponent. They know what to do when this guy gets the ball. Pete, pull me down just a hair. Without the hole, you have a weak spot. A weak spot in your defense. And the enemy attacks the weak spot. He waits for you to get uh, isolated. He waits for you to show up unprepared. He knows where your weak spot is. How many of you know that if someone says the right thing to you, it hits a place in you that you can't hardly control? And the people that typically can do that the best are the people closest to you. That's a weak spot. That's a spot that needs better defense. That's a spot that needs better offense. And I don't mean offense in that you are good at comebacks. Man, I I killed him. (laughs) That went well. For you, for a moment, he goes for the weakest link. The weakest link in the chain is the one that's going to break. So, If you look at each piece, and we're going to break down each piece, each part of the armor, 
But I want you to know that individually, they're weak. It's when the whole armor is put on that you are strong. With only one, you're missing. I can tell you that something that I realized in uh, mine and Elizabeth's marriage, and I will tell you, I, I am still a work in progress. It's even embarrassing. She's going to probably laugh that I even bring this up. But a weak spot I have with me is knowing that she, her, her uh, uh, love language, thank you, is quality time. Mine isn't. Um, I have to literally work at providing for her quality time. Now, that is an armor in marriage. If I fulfill that in her, it places a protection around the two of us relationally that people can't people, nor the enemy can penetrate. When that doesn't get fulfilled, there is a gap in the wall. I'm not trying to say that she's vulnerable, but I can tell you, we're vulnerable. So part of my defense and offense is to fulfill her the way God has called me to fulfill her and in the way that she is able to be fulfilled. I learn her language and I speak her language. I don't expect her to speak mine all the time. I need to speak hers. She does need to learn mine and be able to speak mine, but that's not my job. My job is to speak hers. My job is to take the Word of God and speak His language to this enemy that I face. When I speak my language, they laugh at me. Even though I feel like I'm a pretty smart guy. I think I know most things, which is part of my problem. And if I don't know it, I'll fake it. I'm not kidding. Is that not what we do? But the enemy knows better. Uh, you're not speaking the right language, and that one's going to cost you. I'm going to pound you one time on the head, like whack-a-mole. Stick my head up and bop, he got me. Why? Because I wasn't speaking the right language. What did it say earlier in Ephesians 6? You pray in the Spirit. Quit with your own words and start praying the Word of God. Start praying forth the will of God. What is the will of God? It is the Word of God. And when we start praying forth the will and the Word of God, He is faithful and just to fulfill it. His promise still stands. Great is His faithfulness. <coughs> We've got to fight correctly. All parts Make a strong defense. All parts. If you had only a shield, you have no offense. If you have only the spear, you have no defense. And you know, it's kind of neat. It's a unique armor. We are all made differently. I can tell you that my wife's ability to fight in the spiritual realm is different than my ability to fight. There are different roles. We have different positions. We have different tasks, but we work together for the same goal. I'll allow her, I'll allow her, that sounds controlling. Um, we must allow our differences to operate. My wife is so much stronger in areas that I'm weak, and sometimes I want to get defensive with that and feel like I'm not very good at it. 
But the Word of God says that where you are weak, He makes us strong. And you know, this is a spiritual battle. Church on the Hill, this is a spiritual battle. You must do spiritual things to win. This is not a churchy game. This is life and death. This is life and death for your children, life and death for your job, life and death for your marriage. This is a spiritual battle. Start fighting spiritually. It is a battle of the heart and of the soul. It is a mental battle, not a physical battle. If it were a physical battle, we could just go to Planet Fitness and get all buff. It's not. We must exercise our minds. Say amen. We must have the Holy Spirit and the Word of God for strength. Do you hear me? There is no other power. The power that you need is in the Word and in the Spirit. The other stuff we're using is powerless. So stop using it. It says in verse 13 that we will be able to resist. Can you guys say resist? Resist is a good thing. We will be able to resist in the evil day. You know what that tells me? That no force on this earth is strong enough to keep me from resisting. No addiction, no chemical, no image, no word. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So no matter what you face, you may say, Pastor, you don't know how bad this addiction is. I want you to know that the power of God is stronger doesn't mean you don't need help and doesn't mean it's not going to be hard to get free. Resisting is hard. Resisting sometimes isolates you from the group. That's scary. We want to be accepted. We want to be included. We do not want to be rejected. And so many times out of a fear of rejection, we go back to that spirit of compromise and we let it go. What do we do? We get our defenses down and the enemy is able to come back in. Resisting is hard. Do you know that when you lift weights, you're resisting? It's resistance. You are pushing against the, the, the flesh. Why? So that you will get stronger. Resistance brings forth Strength, proper resistance. If we resist, we will be able. What are you facing? You are able to get free of it. You are able to conquer that enemy. You are able. Go back to Ephesians chapter 6 and read what it says about you. When that day comes, not if, 
Your day of battle is coming. If, not, if you're not already facing it right now, I'd say most of you are facing it right now. If you're not, if you're getting a little bit of peace, thank the Lord and prepare for the next battle. Because it's coming. Battles come. Why do battles need to come? So God can prove that you're a winner, not a loser. Our battles continually give us opportunity to prove how great God is. Battle after battle. There will be tough days ahead. Do you know the story of the uh, butterfly? If y'all remember when we were going through transformation and the butterfly, do you know if you help the butterfly out of its cocoon, it never is able to get to its potential? Busting out of that cocoon is a process that helps that butterfly to strengthen its wings and to be ready to fly. If you alter that, you do not, the butterfly does not strengthen up enough to be able to perform what it was called to do. Why do we struggle? To strengthen us to get to a point that we can perform what we've been called to do. Evil will come your way. And the battle changes daily. How many of you know that if the battle was the same every time, we wouldn't have as big a problem? But for some reason, the enemy shows up. uh, Let me just say this. I think the enemy's pretty smart and fools me and is in my camp before I realize it. The enemy is different, different types of battle. And oftentimes, the battle happens unexpectedly. Do you know that when I can prepare for a battle, I approach it differently? But when I don't see it coming, my first reaction is usually pretty rough. So prepare. Prepare for battle. Expect it. Do you remember when Jesus was tempted, when he, he had been baptized, the Holy Spirit descended upon him, and then he was taken right out into the wilderness to be tempted, Luke 1.13. And it said that when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed for a season. This is Jesus. Jesus had to face temptation. But after he faced temptation... It says that Satan departed for a season. The evil one will return from time to time. And you know what? We fight battles from unexpected sources. This is going to probably hit, step on some toes, but people you thought were your friends, we wind up sometimes in battle. Can I tell you that if you can identify the enemy, the friend will look different. If you will realize that the person is not the enemy. And once we battle the enemy, the person looks differently. Do you hear me? We spend too much time fighting each other rather than fighting the enemy. Husbands and wives fighting. I want you to know it's demonic. 
It's not each other. You two were called to each other. You guys got married under a covenant of God, created by God for a beautiful experience. But all of a sudden, an enemy shows up and gets in there and starts stirring things up. And if not handled, we split. It doesn't happen overnight. But we must resist. We must take the Word of God. We must allow the Spirit of God to work in us, and we must pray in the Spirit. It is not the person. We've got to resist the advances each day of evil to give us strength. I'm going to try to quickly go through these so we can get on to something fun next week. It's a daily fight. And just like a baseball player, anybody watching baseball through spring training, you know baseball players have to swing and swing, and they have a swing coach, and they swing and swing and swing and swing, and the coaches form them and tell them, hey, you're kind of off a little bit, and raise your right arm a little bit, and step a little bit different. Don't make your step quite as wide. Step wider, or, or step sooner, or keep your head down. And then they have them do it over and over and over and over, thousands of times a day. Why? So they don't have to think about it anymore. They develop what's called muscle memory. To where you're not thinking anymore. You've got it down. We've got to get prepared. So that when the enemy shows up, we immediately take the word of God to it. Not our word. Unfortunately, usually my word's the first one out of my mouth. And it shouldn't be. I should have enough self-control and patience to pause for a split second. Dig into what is in my heart with the word of God. And then respond. The problem is your flesh gets touched, and we want to scream, ah! You get poked with a shot, ah! You get poked with a shot, I hate you! No, I don't hate you. Well, then why did you say it? I don't know. Do, Do you get it? We get poked. And we let something loose that can't be taken back. And the scary thing is you did kind of mean it. No, I really don't hate you, but why did that come out of my heart? I hate you. (laughs) I don't hate you. Let me poke you again and see what comes out the second time. Do you know that when we resist, it says submit therefore to God, resist the devil. This is James 4, 7. Say it. And he will flee. Resist the devil. And he will flee. Don't yield. Don't yield. The devil must flee. If we give way and if we do not stand, do you know what will happen? Satan will take the ground. Here's a little pun. If you give Satan an inch, he wants to be a ruler. If you give a mouse, if you give a pig a pancake, he'll want syrup to go with it. Do you all know the book, book? If you give a mouse a mustache or something, give a mouse a cookie? Oh, Okay. Okay, thank you. That's all I'm looking for. I finally am getting a response. Positive or negative? Just something. 
It's like, hey, okay, I know y'all are ready to go. I know it's time to eat. I know it's time. But hey, y'all are here. Okay. If you give Satan an inch, he will rule. Be prepared. Be prepared. Church, it is not a Sunday one-hour thing. It is a life. It is a life devoted to Christ, to His Word, to His Spirit, to His body. Change your thinking. Let's get to work. I think the kids are hungry too. Y'all stand up with me.